0: Good afternoon, evening all you Beatles freaks Welcome to another episode of I Saw the Beatles This week we have a former radio disc jockey From the 1960s who uh, Because of his job at the radio station Managed to see the Beatles three times um, If you know just imagine being handed tickets from your radio station. Here, it's your job. Go see the Beatles. You know, uh, you know. While everybody else was fighting and sending in their postcards to try to get tickets, you know, this guy just—that's his job—to go see the Beatles. So, why don't you uh, welcome with me, Rick Snyder, to our show? Hi, Rick. How you doing?
1: Hi, Jen. Thank you. I really appreciate being on with you, and I have some very good. Beatles stories to tell.
0: Well, you know, let's let's not wait. Um, well, first we'll say where where was your what radio station were you working for?
1: At that time, I was in uh, the Albany's New York market at WTRY, the Great ninety eight, and we were very heavily promoted from within, and the Beatles were very hot at that time, but I did not join them until August, to July of. 64 because I was in the Army, got out of the service and got hired there in the the spring and uh, stepped into a very, very good job. Yeah,
0: yeah, the dream job, everybody's dream job. We all wanted to be disc jockeys or in the music business somehow. Um, So tell us, start from the beginning, tell us about the first time and how, how this, you know, how you got to see them three times and tell us about
1: each time. Okay, well, I was on the air, and uh, the program director, his name was Lee Gray, a very sharp guy and very promotion-minded, um, he said, we're going to see the Beatles at, in, uh, in Atlantic City. It was one of their first appearances here in August of 64, and we had, <laughs> so simple, call us up, 12th call gets a ticket, and a bus ride. And that was that. Was that. Uh, we picked our winners. Got on the bus and in August of '64, bus to the convention center in Atlantic City for a concert.
0: Okay, now now this this is this is something that that interests me because I think you took a couple bus trips with uh, with winners of tickets. So right. everybody, but everybody only won one ticket.
1: That's correct.
0: So so people didn't necessarily know each other on this trip. You just had a busload of strangers. Right. Yeah. And, and kids. And and that was the other thing I was about to say. And
1: you had children. Uh, right? That's, that's, uh, yes. Yeah. I think now, you had to be sixteen to get a to get on the bus.
0: Still you you, you realize that yeah. that in this day and age you're you're just not gonna take a busload of you know, sixteen year olds from Albany to Atlantic City. It's just, I think it's illegal, isn't it, cross state lines (laughs) with a minor?
1: (laughs) You know, we never thought of that. And there were some adult chaperones on the bus. And we told the kids when they got to Atlantic City, if you disappear, you're on your own. We're not going to come looking for you. So get back to this bus. And they all came back.
0: Oh, Okay, good, good, because, you know, I, I just, I couldn't imagine some, you know, people putting their, their children on, on a bus, I mean, I a, yeah. alone, I mean, if they were with a friend, you know, had a buddy, I mean, people must have really, tra- you were like, you know, the best babysitters in the world.
1: Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> we were.
0: <laughs> anyway, so moving on, so you have a busload of 16 and above. Uh, do you right. remember how old, like the oldest was One won tickets? I mean...
1: No, were they older? I do not. Uh, maybe some, you know, early 20s, but it was mostly young kids, and uh, they were so excited. We got to the convention center. We marshaled them into a group and marched them into the building. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that building, but it's huge and it's old, uh, and it was set up with the stage, uh, and um, they were very, very excited. We, the DJs, had front row seats. Front row. (gasps) Um, And as I looked around, once we got the kids seated, um, and I looked around, Dick Clark was seated a few seats away from me. So I got up and walked over to talk to him. I have a wonderful picture of Dick Clark and I shaking hands. Dick Clark and I worked at the same radio station in Syracuse he was there about 10 years before I was, of course. Uh, oh. but uh he he was a great guy. He really was a nice man. When I told him I worked uh, at WOLF in Syracuse, he got very excited. He said I worked there too and we uh, we had a great time and a great talk.
0: Wow. Wow, yeah, this must have been the the time about uh the the beginning American Bandstand. I'm not sure when that started in Philadelphia. It was in the 60s, though. So.
1: Uh, well, yes, I think it was earlier than 64. He'd been on the air for a while. He was very recognizable. But a nice man, we had a nice chat, and I've got a great picture. I'll send that to awesome. you also. Awesome.
0: So tell me so tell me about, you know, so everybody behaved themselves? I mean, what was it like well, being as front far, row?
1: As, oh, <laughs> it was amazing, and it was so loud. That Could you actually hear nine, them in the
0: front row? there's a question I've never asked anybody.
1: Well, that's a good question, and I think we did. Um, I'm not even, you know, I'm not sure if they were going over the s- sound system of the convention center because they had amps on the stage. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I could hear them, but it, it was not like sitting in a concert hall and listening. It was so loud. And I somehow got hold of a tape of that show. It's only about 34 minutes long. Um and I have a tape taped off the convention center sound system, so you can hear them talking to each other between their songs.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, I don't know where have that tape tra- is anymore.
0: So, so you still have, have that tape?
1: Somewhere, yes, yes.
0: Yeah, but you was, know, uh, Giles Martin hasn't come looking for that.
1: Uh, I don't, th- I don't think so. I've got it well hidden. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, Apple hasn't come and said, you know, we need that tape, you know, for the or Ron Howard for his next production.
1: Ooh, you know, I tried to market the tape a few years ago, and mm-hmm. I was told, look, it, you, you're going to have to pay enormous fees to get this thing uh, marketed, and I kind of gave up and put it in the drawer somewhere, and there it's. Oh, I, I,
0: you know, something. I, I doubt that. I'm sure Giles would just love to get his hands on that and clean it up.
1: You know. Oh, well, it's clean. It's clean. It's directly off the sound system, from the mic to the convention center's taping. So it's very wow. clean. Well, There's you never know who, who, might,
0: who might be listening to my show. So anyway, so moving on. So uh, so Atlantic City, we, we got through that smoothly, and front row seat, and, you know, loud, yes. and everybody behaved themselves. So what was the second time? Tell us about the second time you uh, got sec-
1: to- Well, the second time was in '60. Five, and mm-hmm. we decided, WTRY decided, to take kids to every Beatles concert in the country. I think we did six of them, and I'm going to have to try to take it. San Francisco, Cincinnati, uh, Detroit, maybe two others. I got Boston, and uh, then we did uh, Shea Stadium. That was 66. So Holy cow. took kids cow. in a, a sh- chartered plane. Uh, We chartered an airplane and we'd beat them everywhere. No, this was a giant station. And we had, we were in a a ratings battle every year with another station and we consistently beat them, which was great. It it just was a great place to be at that time in the mid-60s.
0: Oh, wow. That does sound absolutely amazing.
1: And then, Um, of course, we had the... Chase Stadium concert. Uh, the, the Boston concert was my second. Uh, that was at Suffolk Downs, which was mm-hmm. a racetrack. So mm-hmm. they were, out. Are you know, I, I'm familiar with racetracks? You're in a grandstand, basically, mm-hmm. with uh, a glass in front of you. So they piped the music in to the grandstand where we were. Mm-hmm. We were not in the open.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: But it was loud there too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think and... I've I think I've heard from I, I believe one of my guests was uh was at that show that I've talked with someone from the show. Um so here comes here comes the Shea Stadium show.
1: Yes. And
0: and how many busloads?
1: Six.
0: Six, Six busloads bus loads. of kids. Yes. How many adults? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: there were six DJs, one on each bus, and I don't know if you can consider them all adults, um, they were <laughs> of age, but they were, you know, we were DJs. We were having a great time. <clears throat>
0: so so you had, had some, you. So there was a DJ per bus load,
1: at least, and I think we also had some parents. Okay. And uh, oh, you know, something just occurred to me. One of my favorite listeners was a blind guy. He was a young man and he was blind and he called me on the phone regularly and he won a ticket. And his mother called and she said, I can't let Frank go on this bus trip. And I said, why? She said, well, he cannot travel alone. I said, we'll get him on my bus and I'll take him with me. And I did. He he held on and I described everything that was going on in the stadium, et cetera. Um, And, uh, he was forever grateful. We did have a couple of uh, other adults on the buses as well, because mm-hmm. we had uh, about 200 kids altogether.
0: Wow, wow! Yeah, yeah. I actually believe I believe that one of my guests was on one of your buses too. Um, yeah, I believe I talked to them. Yeah, yeah. I think I th- I think uh, I think um, I'll have to check into that. Um, it's whether or not Sandy Borosky, because she talked about, like, was saying to her, "How old were you?" And you got on a bus by yourself.
1: <laughs> With a and she guy. said, "Yeah,
0: she didn't know anybody, and it was the DJs, and she, you know, she, she talked about having making the bus w- driver wait to leave because somebody was selling paintings or pictures of the Beatles, and she says, "I want to get a painting," and she got off the bus and went and bought her little painting or whatever. Oh. Really, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so, well, I'll have to figure out what what show that is, and I'll let you know so you can go back and listen to it and hear the other side.
1: The yes, story. I'd love to hear the other side.
0: Well, we, uh, <laughs> other as a
1: matter one. of fact, we did lose a kid on that on that trip. Oh, <clears throat> I really? I believe it was yeah, a young lady who skipped out and uh, went to see her boyfriend on Long Island. Oh my! We, we did get her back. It was. <laughs> Scary moments when, you know, where's, uh what's her name? We, we, nobody could find her, but she somehow got back and we got her home.
0: Wow. Yeah, see, see can you imagine losing a child in this day and age? I mean.
1: Oh, no, no. No,
0: you don't these know.
1: Things, I don't think these things happen anymore like that. Yeah, they somewhere. just they just
0: couldn't, and that's what makes them so amazing and and them so so great to hear about, you know, and and that day and age and and you know the things you could do and and you know the fact that these people, you know, six busloads of kids, all those parents, we just take go go yeah. right ahead, you know. Was, here's, uh, here's your little here's your easy. little lunch, you know. By the way, <laughs> what did you do about food?
1: You know, that's a great question. When you said lunch, I said to myself, what did we do about food? Uh, I don't remember. It was so exciting. I do not remember.
0: I wonder we if must they, have, they were,
1: We'll have to talk to we, Sandy about we, that. Don't on, I don't remember. But you know what? A good friend, a, one of my colleagues at the station, uh, and I a matter of fact, I talked to him about this the other day, this blog mm-hmm. talk show that, i'm going to be on um we chatted about it this never came up on as soon as we're done i'm going to call him and find out what we did about food uh,
0: I'll have to, and i'll have to contact sandy and see see if she remembers what happened because I, I i can you imagine all the kids packing their little you know lunches with their little cartons of, and you can you see you little milkman <laughs> with the little cart pulling the little, little cartons I'm breaking into my childhood again.
1: <laughs> yes, me too. Uh,
0: we may have
1: had sandwiches on the bus. I don't remember. I really don't. It was so exciting. Wow.
0: Wow, yeah. So you you sent sent me one of the pictures you sent me, which pe- viewers can see if they're listening through the blog talk um, app or website, there'll be a, a slideshow of some pictures that you sent me. Oh, and there's good. one with a Cop with the Beatles and the <laughs> cop. Yeah, and you t- you said be uh, sure to ask you about that cop.
1: Okay, good. I'm glad you did. <clears throat> um, that was in the press conference with the Beatles, and for some reason, the the uh, three guys to the left of that cop are the are DJs. The guy with the sunglasses, unfortunately, has passed away. His name was uh-huh. Bob McClay. Lee Gray, the program director, is in the middle. He's also gone. Oh, boy. And uh, Uh, I'm kind of looking over Lee's shoulder. And for some reason, that cop muscled his way in between us and the Beatles. Kind of, you know, wanted to get in there to the picture, I think. Well, I posted (laughs) that picture on Facebook, and Uh somebody sent me a note that said, I know that cop. He was an Atlantic City cop for years, and his name was... I don't remember the name, but he knew the cop, the magic of the Internet. Who would have oh, thought that wow. the cop would be ID'd? Um, I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder, oh, oh, did he, they have that picture? He, uh, no, that was taken by our photographer. So, so I don't so think the, they have it.
0: So the family, is he still alive? Do you know?
1: <clears throat> the cop? Yeah. I I, mean, don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, because that would be interesting, wouldn't it be? Because if he never saw this picture and suddenly it appears on the Internet and his friends, you know, even for his family, I mean, you know, all these years he's talking about how he – I was there. Oh, sure you were. Yeah. I stood right next to them. Sure you did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, there he is. And, and, big... and then 50 years later, this picture pops up on the Internet.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh wow, Grandpa
0: wasn't years. lying.
1: <laughs> 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 oh yeah, the, uh, Ed McMahon was also in that room. Um, he was invited. There were several dignitaries in that room with us, but McMahon was there, and uh, I chatted with him also. Uh, so we had it was a very, very exciting time to be around the music business in radio, and uh, yeah, I got into three Beatle concerts. Basically escorted into my seat, uh, and I didn't have to pay anything. However, the admission to the Shea Stadium concert—I still have my ticket—was two dollars and fifty cents.
0: Wow. Wow. I remember when we complained because it went up to seventeen fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Got their tickets. We're like, how dare they? You know, what are they thinking? You know, seventeen fifty a ticket. You know, and now it's what, you know,
1: thousands. it it's, thousands. Yeah, it's just it, you know, what's a yeah. Springsteen ticket go
0: for? Right, and I heard like the new the new uh, Genesis concert tour locally. They said the tickets sold out in five minutes, and they're now on the internet for anywhere from yeah. three hundred to twelve hundred dollars
1: apiece. Oh, my, really? Yeah, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, they were bought amazing. up, bought up by were... the. By the, by the, you know, sellers, and, and they're, they're going for amazing prices. I guess people just ready to get back to the music, you know?
1: Well, that's probably, that has something to do with it, uh, too. Um, but we were in the right place at the right time back then.
0: Yeah, you were born, born just, you know, right time, right place. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I didn't hear, I never heard of the Beatles. Uh, I was in the Army. So we didn't get a lot of exposure to radio. I didn't hear them until they were on the Ed Sullivan show. Uh, and that was the first I saw them. I believe that was in February of 1964.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So you didn't get the real inklings. You got the full impact when they showed up on on TV. Well, Rick, right. it's been fantastic talking to you. And thank you so much for sharing your stories. And as I said, I I, I always leave these episodes with a smile on my face, you know, because I got to relive everybody else's uh, experiences with the Beatles. And, you know, I'll be thinking about this for the rest of the day and your stories and everything sure. and smiling on the inside about it. Because otherwise, everybody at work is going to think I'm a little crazy. Um, well, <laughs> I'll be wondering I, I wish what you have been guys- with us. Yeah, I'll I be wondering what you guys had for lunch and dinner
1: <laughs> on that bus trip
0: from Albany to Atlantic City until I until I get your answer. Anyway, and thank you. Huh? And back? Yeah. And thank and back, you yes. so much Rick, you, for, for for telling your stories. Bye bye, and thank you everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week.